Well, hey there, stellar writerly person. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Author Revolution podcast. I'm your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews, and CEO of Author Revolution, the author's source for all things rapid releasing. So here we are, episode 25 of the Author Revolution podcast. The world has changed drastically since we started airing last October, and I can quite honestly say I could not have predicted this level of change. But the more I reflect on it, the more I can't help but think that the change that we've all been longing for is actually happening right now, and this is all part of some sort of global prayer being answered. Hear me out. I know things are dire. I'm under no illusions about that, and I do appreciate the severity of this pandemic. But For those of us who are adhering to the guidelines of social distancing and self-isolation, we're as safe as we can possibly be. So in this episode, I want to talk about nine ways to stay productive with your writing goals, even during such upheaval. This won't be the stereotypical kind of list either, so stick with me, okay? When I look at this from a higher level, the whole coronavirus, the pandemic, the way that we are in self-isolation. I take myself and my family out of the equation so I can see and view things from a higher perspective, and I can't help but feel like this is the universe helping us to evolve to our next level. When I look at the global changes taking place because of our absence, things like cleaner waters, less pollution, animal sightings, (laughs) it gives me a sense of hope that while there is this upheaval, there's also change in action that's raising us up to something better, raising our frequency, our vibration. We're shedding the old so that we can make way for the new. And because humans, for better or worse, hate change, (laughs) we have to either be on the brink or be forced into it some other way. And typically that trigger is pain. This pandemic is no different. So here's the thing. The way the world has been operating hasn't really been working for us, and it hasn't worked for a long time. We have deserved better for ourselves, our families, and the planet. People are only now realizing how much time is wasted doing things the way we've always done them, whether that be going to school, commuting to a job, or even the way we communicate with each other. Within this quarantine, we've started connecting to what's real again. We've been going on walks and moving our bodies. We're reading more, talking more, making healthy foods, learning new things, enjoying the arts and creativity. Yes, there are others who lean into fear and anxiety, but that's just not me. You know that by now, right? And it's not what you'll find in any of my material. Not in my podcast, not on my Facebook Lives, not even in my books. (laughs) Respectfully, it's just not the way I operate. So if you're looking for a place to commiserate in that regard, keep moving, my friend. You won't find it from me. Instead, I will challenge you. I will challenge you to be open. And that means open to change, growth, creativity, and inspiration. Now, does that mean you have to be a nonstop productivity machine? Well, no, of course not. But I don't think you should sit and wallow in a pool of self-pity either. Nothing good comes from that mindset. Not on a normal day and not during a global pandemic. Every thought you think, every action you take, every habit you make feeds your brain and strengthens your neural pathways until you are no longer conscious of those negative thoughts or positive ones. They just exist, and then you believe them and they become part of that background noise in your brain, and you can't quite figure out why you do the things you do. Yeah, that's how that happens. So screw that. (laughs) 
I want you to be focused and intentional. You can be gentle, you can be creative, and you can still be productive. So interestingly, when I was researching for this talk, I found bazillions, I'm kidding you not, bazillions of posts on why people should ignore the corona-inspired productivity posts. Which was really weird because you'd think, you know, I suppose it was just the clickbait headlines, but in the majority of them, I was a little disheartened because it was more of a beating of a war cry of those wanting an excuse to lounge on the couch with a bag of chips, ignoring the rest of the world until we all go back to normal. They missed an opportunity, and it kind of really made me sad. So here's the thing, my friends. There's no going back. The old normal doesn't exist, and thank God for that. It was crap. (laughs) Now's our time to reinvent ourselves and our lives. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen, whether you put conscious effort into it or not. So we may as well be the masters of our universe, am I right? So let's get to those nine tips I was talking about. Where do we start as authors to be more productive and to bring more creativity and inspiration into our writing and into our lives? How do we embrace productivity without feeling disingenuous or inauthentic right now? Well, number one, first and foremost, I think you need to reevaluate your routine. Your schedule has likely been completely disrupted anyway, so why not recreate it and mold it into what you really want? When disruption of any kind happens, it's hard to feel that sense of balance. I remember when I first started working from home back in 2014. uh, I didn't always feel the best, I'll tell you that. I didn't know what my day should look like. And these days, I am much more centered because I use the full focus planner to stay on track with my goals and my daily tasks, my quarterly goals. What's beautiful about it is you do reevaluate every quarter to see what worked, what didn't work, and make some plans on how you want to adjust for the next quarter. So I just switched to my Q2 planner and did this myself, obviously. And you know what? It's actually really reinvigorating. Even for someone like me, even someone who hasn't had a super huge shift in my daily routine. I mean, we have kids here, but that's about it. (laughs) It's about the only change that's happened. But what's nice is then you can see when you go through this Q plan, you know, every quarter you go through your quarter plan, you can see how far you've come and think about where it is you really want to be going. You can even lay out what your ideal week looks like to you as you get started. So it might be a good brainstorming session. Regardless of what your writing goals and your author goals are post-COVID-19, the point here is to take the time to really reclaim your life and mold it to the way you want it to look like, and obviously the way you want it to really be. I can't tell you what that will be or how you should manage it, so you need to do you. But I do recommend getting something that will help you organize your thoughts and think about what your goals really are. And I'll make sure to link to the full focus planner in the show notes today, just so that you can take a look at it and have a look around. But it's one that I actually learned from the master Amy Porterfield, and I have been using for, this is going to be my second quarter total of using it, and I love it. It has just been amazing. All right, so tip number two is to be bored. (laughs) Yes, you heard me right. Be bored. Be completely bored. Look, being productive isn't just about getting shit done. It's about knowing when to rest and rejuvenate too. So maybe that's the point those other posts were actually trying to get at, but failed, at least in my mind. 
Creativity breeds through boredom. If you're feeling anxious or fearful, it might not be the best time to be productive in the moment. Instead, it might be giving you the gift of space and time. So allow your mind to absorb all that's changed and allow the new path to emerge for you. Bruce Lee said, Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. If you put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot and it becomes the teapot. Water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. So go with the flow and allow yourself and your creativity to emerge. That last little bit was me, by the way. That wasn't, that wasn't him. <laughs> All right. Tip number three, write in sprints. Okay, so if you've been laid off or suddenly find yourself with more time than you've ever had, it can be kind of daunting to write a novel or to write anything else. You might have all day, but it doesn't mean your brain is ready quite yet to write all day. And even if you want to, don't get me wrong, sometimes you really want to, but you just can't find the energy, the mental stamina to be able to do it. You have to work up to it. So if you're feeling motivated and ready to get those words on the page, write in sprints. I want you to decide what it is that those sprints are going to look like for you and use them. Set a timer for 5, 10, 20, even 30 minutes, depending on your current level of writing habit. Build them up as long as your mind can engage with your story. You'll know when you're ready for longer stretches because writing time will happen to evolve without you even knowing. You'll be in your scene, look up at the clock and realize you just wrote for three hours straight, not 30 minutes. So. Write in sprints, see how many times you can do it throughout the day. I know so many people who have written thousands of words in a day because throughout the day, they'll take 15, 20 minute blocks, write as fast as they possibly can, back away from it and let their brain relax because your brain does need a little bit of downtime to process whatever it is you're trying to create in that scene. And so when you're in it, there's a lot of extra effort that's going on behind the scenes that you don't even realize is happening. If you can write in a sprint, give yourself 20 minutes, 30 minutes, walk away from it, you probably are going to actually be more productive. Okay, so tip number four, headphones take me away. (laughs) Does anyone remember those old Calgon commercials? Because, oh my gosh, I must be really old. (laughs) Anyway, if you're feeling anything like me, you have got a lot of other people cooped up in the same 2,000 square foot space, okay? Many of them might even use your name over and over like it's going out of style, like they are at my house. Do yourself a favor, my friend. Get some noise-canceling headphones. Oh, they're a godsend. You know the ones that I'm talking about, right? The ones that are massive and cover your whole friggin' head? Yeah. That's what I have in my house. (laughs) When I really need to focus, I put those ones on. I crank up my playlist. The kids usually know that if they see those on my head, I am not listening and they either need to wait (laughs) or signal to get my attention because I can't hear a word they're saying anyway. All right. So tip number five, get your butt outside. Look, guys, it's spring. Get some fresh air and go for a walk. Life isn't all about productivity and getting things done in that particular moment. I know, I know, I push myself like it is until I realize I'm a haggard mess and have to pull back. Then it becomes a conscious effort to get more zen, which is not the way to go. It's definitely something I am working on daily. Now, I don't know about you, but us Minnesotans here, we are somewhat used to being trapped inside for long stretches of time, 
It's not to say that we like it, but it is to say that we know the realities of cabin fever. That's why the second it's above freezing, you'll find us outside in our shorts and jacket. Yes, this is an actual thing. (laughs) Don't even get me started on sandals and socks. Okay, the point here is, if you can get outside, do it. The fresh air clears the mind, lifts the spirits, and obviously trains the cardiovascular system. You really can't go wrong. Now, I will mention, however, I know an author or two that does use these awesome walks as a way to learn something new through podcasts, audiobooks, or lessons, like audio lessons, audio courses, or they have a mic that they use that can cancel the sound of the wind, and they'll dictate part of their story or even their outline while they're walking. So if you feel up for that sort of thing, give it a try. All right, tip number six is move your body, and not just in the walks. Researchers actually found one of the best ways to invigorate your mind and build new neural pathways is by moving your body in a very intense manner. So yes, that means to plan to get an actual workout in. Ideally, something that combines cardio and strength training. I am currently getting my butt handed to me by Autumn Calbreeze at Beachbody. I don't know who else out there has been doing these, but I've been doing them on and off for the past couple of years. And most currently for 2020, I have been doing the 21 Day Fix and 21 Day Fix Extreme, the real-time ones, the new ones. Uh, Since the beginning of the year, I've been doing these, and I am almost done with the fourth round of going back and forth and completely loving it. Granted, I die a little inside every time she tries to combine, you know, the 10-minute hardcore with cardio, but hey, I live life on the edge. What can I say? (laughs) All right. So I work out mid-morning. And what I find for me is that I reach my peak performance for writing my novel or whatever writing habit I'm doing first thing in the morning by about 10.30 a.m. So if I switch gears and do my workout at 11, I'm done by 11.30 because they're half-hour workouts, easy peasy. I eat my lunch about noon. I am back to work about one, feeling refreshed and ready to rock whatever writing is left for the day, whether that's for Author Revolution, my Windhaven Witches series, or client work. So it's fantastic. And it really is that break that you need throughout your day just to boost your energy levels, get oxygen flowing throughout your body and obviously to your brain. And then you're ready to do more. All right. Tip number seven is permission to play. (laughs) I like this one a lot. If the idea of creating right now feels daunting to you, and it might, I get it. So don't panic. Productivity is really about being grounded in yourself and being genuine to where you are. If the idea of creating right now feels daunting to you, but you still feel the call to write, it could be that your idea isn't fully formed yet. If this is the case, forget trying to create something astounding or mind-blowing. Instead, just give yourself permission to play. It's way less stressful to play than it is to create anyway, right? So try not to judge whatever's coming up. Maybe it'll suck. So what? Maybe it will be awesome. Try something new that you've never done before. Experiment with your writing. Write in third person if you've never done it. Write in verse. Focus on a character's full backstory. Whatever it is, have fun exploring and see what comes of it. Minus the pressure. Okay, so tip number eight is get perspective. They say life is 10% what you experience and 90% how you respond to it. I am definitely inclined to agree. When you feel your mood or perspective is starting to drag you down, and it might during all of this, I get it, whether it's about your writing or your life in general, it's the perfect time to ask yourself what you're really feeling. Sometimes 
What comes up has nothing to do with what you think it does. For example, you might be mad about a scene that's not working or upset that you think maybe your writing sucks or that you're no good at this or people won't like your books, when in reality, what you're really worried about is a family member who's considered an essential employee who has to work every day around people. Get centered when you feel your perspective leading you down a path of irritation, frustration, or upset. Ask yourself, what is this moment trying to teach me? Because it always is. So when you're, you're feeling all of those things or anytime that you're trying to lean into a negative thought pattern, be conscious of it. Because as soon as you're conscious of it, darkness can't stay when light is shed on it, right? So a dark thought goes away the second you shine the light of perspective and presence on it. Stay focused and look at that thought critically, not critically in the bad way, but critically so that you can ask yourself, is this really what I'm feeling or is there something deeper that's actually playing at the back of my mind? Because it usually is. And then consciously make the decision to have a better thought. Pick something that can replace it deliberately and veer you into a different direction because that's going to strengthen that neural pathway. Remember those Things that we talked about very early on in this particular podcast, where if you continue to think the same thoughts, it builds those neural pathways. The thoughts now become habits. The habits fade into the background and become just part of who you are, and you don't even realize why you do it. You can do it the opposite direction. So train your brain to be able to veer off towards the positive side of things. And over time, it becomes something you are instead of something you do. All right, so the last one, my last tip for you today is give yourself grace. Well, give yourself and others grace. Look, we've all been humbled by this. I know I certainly have been. This experience has disrupted every aspect of our life. And so I need you to allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling. Allow others to feel what they're feeling without judgment too, because people will handle things differently. I handle things very differently with this whole uh, coronavirus than my friend Kate did. And for a moment there, it was looking kind of dicey because she didn't understand where I was coming from. So we had to have a conversation where we could get back on the same page and know how we are processing these things differently. And it might be the same for you or someone you love and who's very close to you. If you're not feeling the most productive, don't beat yourself up over it. Remember that productivity during this time for any kind of art really is all about you uncovering what it is you want to be writing about, you want to be putting out into the world. Productivity isn't about rapid release. As much as I love to say rapid release is the way to do it when it comes to creating income, there is that creative side that you have to embrace and you have to fan the flames of because your creativity is what drives those stories. It's what connects to your readers. And if that flame isn't there, then it's really, really hard to pull in that income because you're not, you're not in it. Your, your soul isn't in it. And I want your soul to be in your stories. And I want your passion and your love of writing to show up in those books too when you're doing rapid releasing. Because what's the point otherwise? It's just another job. And this is something that I truly believe is one of the greatest gifts of the whole universe when you're a writer, because you can create anything, you can be anyone, you can go anywhere, but you have to love what you do. Some days are going to be better than others. That's just the way things work right now. Well, the way things work all the time, but you know what I mean. So here's what I believe. 
(laughs) I believe that you need to trust your own inner voice and listen to its calling right now. If it's saying you need to pull back, it's probably because something new is trying to come through and you still have to get still enough to hear it. Do you know what I mean? Get still inside of yourself so that you can hear the true calling of what it is that you want to be creating. Now, if you feel the urge right now to create, it's because the inspiration has already sparked and you're ready to take action on it. I also believe that now is a wonderful time to write and create. I believe you can be productive by both writing and being still though. I believe you are wise beyond your years and if you silence your mind, you'll realize that you already know what it is you want to do with the time you have here. Well, that's my two cents anyway. All right, friends, that's the end of another great episode. I hope it inspired you and gave you something valuable to think on and incorporate into your new norm. This next week, I want to bounce back into rapid releasing as we ask the question, does timing matter when rapid releasing? I actually see this a lot in Facebook groups, whether they're mine or others, where they're asking the question about how do you do rapid releasing without feeling overwhelmed by the schedule? Of course, the answer to all of that is it depends on your goals. So let's chat on it next week. Now, before I go, I need to ask the question. You know where it's coming. (laughs) Have you subscribed to the podcast? If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe now? New episodes drop every Wednesday and in the future, I plan on doing some fun bonus ones too. But in order to find them, you're going to want to be subscribed because you won't find them in any emails or anything like that. It's like dropping little surprises. And who doesn't like surprises? All right. (laughs) Don't forget, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 25 if you'd like to look over the show notes or get in on the special rapid release roadmap beta test offer that is going on until the end of April. Remember the doors close May 1st on this particular offer and it will never again be sold for $97. So if you think that you could learn a lot from this course as it expands outward, don't miss out. Get enrolled today. Until next week, my writerly friend, I want you to go forth and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.